everyone, welcome to the maiden voyage of 30-ish going on 13. And you're hearing me from my bedroom without a proper microphone on a rainy Friday afternoon. I had initially taken a couple of days off work as I was trying to clear my leaves. And when I woke up this morning, I told myself I was going to go to IKEA. I didn't do that. Instead, I started my blog again and decided that I would record a podcast. I had been thinking about doing this for quite some time, and I remember doing a version of this back in college. And of course, uh, for those who don't know, I studied broadcast communication, so recording things in a studio was what I was studying. And I did one with my friend Anna, and we did one on basically whatever we were interested in, so it was a lot of entertainment. We recorded it outside her house with all the ambient noise and without a script, without editing, and just we just went into it. And I think with the resurgence or with the popularity of podcasts now, it's definitely made me feel very anxious and very apprehensive about doing one because I don't know if I want to invest in equipment or if I have the time to really edit and make it perfect. But at the same time, I also didn't know what I wanted to talk about. Podcasts, I feel, become very, very personal, or at least because you are talking from your own point of view. I wasn't sure what I wanted to share, what I didn't want to share, I didn't know if I was ready for it, but I guess there is no time like the now, and so I don't know how many episodes I will end up doing, whether this is something I end up forcing myself to do or it's something I continue to enjoy doing, but here we go anyway. So I just wanted to, first of all, thank my brother, Teatro and my sister Paula for helping me out with the theme song and the uh, cover art. Uh, it really helps to have very, very talented siblings who uh, you can WhatsApp despite the time zone difference and let them know, hey, I'm recording a podcast or I think I want to, I need music, I need cover art. And so I guess you'll be hearing a lot more about my wonderful siblings, but thank you so much for at least helping me with the uh, logistics of this. So what is this podcast going to be about? Honestly, I'm not sure, but it will revolve around me, a 30-something, or a 30, uh, right now I'm 30, let's be honest. Let's not make me any older than I am, but I'm 30, but I won't be 30 soon. I'll, I'll, I'll be turning 31 next month. And I am trying to date. And the dating landscape in this day and age is very different from, I guess, the dating that I read about when I was a teenager or that I saw my friends go through when we were in high school and we were in college. Or at least that I am... A little delayed, a late bloomer, shall I say. But it doesn't mean I haven't tried. 
I have tried going on dates and there's been a lot of false starts. And it's just that at my age, 30-ish, I feel like I definitely am just a 13-year-old navigating this very complex or maybe very simple, depends on how you look at it, dating world. Uh, added on that, I am living in Singapore where I've been told that the dating market isn't the best. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I'm finding it out. So, and I'm wading these waters. And so I guess I wanted to talk to a lot of the amazing friends I have, whether single or taken, that are dating in this current era and how that's been difficult for them or how that's been easy for them. Having been single all these years, I have had the pleasure and the privilege of going along with my friends' romantic journeys. And it's been amazing hearing all their stories, all the struggles, all the triumphs, and just the fun, silly things that come along with going out. And I hope that I get to share more of that or recount more of that in the next episodes, I suppose. So it's really following me on whatever journey this is as much as I am comfortable to divulge. It still bothers me that there are things that I wish I could be more open about, but I suppose that'll come in time. So what is it that I really want to get out of this? Again, like I mentioned, I'm not quite sure. I was hoping to start this as some sort of personal journal. And yes, I have been blogging for quite some time, but I've always liked the audio format for some strange reason. I don't know, narcissistic and I like to hear my voice, but I suppose I wanted to be able to track the progression, hopefully not regression, of my dating life, or at least the quest to try and find whether I should be in a relationship and if that is what is meant for me. I'm not here to be preachy or to give advice because goodness knows I need the advice and I'm constantly asking for help and I'm constantly trying to verify with friends whether this is a normal quote-unquote experience or if that was weird. And so I hope that I get to share some weird, some interesting, maybe sometimes funny stories. And I hope that at the end of the show, you get to laugh a bit maybe, or at least find interest in other people's stories. High goals! Let's do this! So anyway, January this year has been me trying to go into this dating thing full force. I reinstalled all the dating apps late last year, well, the two dating apps that I have used uh, and have proven to give me a slight bit of a conversion rate, I suppose. That would be Coffee Meets Bagel and Tinder. That I've, or the last two guys that I've gone out with were both products of Coffee Meets Bagel. And they were good for what it's worth. I guess a little bit of a history and background there is that I have tried going out with some folks and they were good while they were good, but I guess it was just a matter of incompatibility in the end 
or just not right timing. I haven't really put my finger on why things didn't work out, but they didn't. And I believe things don't work out or things work out for a reason. So, But just to be clear, they were both from Coffee Meets Bagel, which I found to have not a bad conversion rate considering the mechanics of the app. But because this year I want to go more into, shall I say, quantity, or at least trying to date more people. And by date, I mean go out and date, get to know more people, and not fixate and obsess and get serious quickly. Not that I I don't want to get serious, but I guess the process of dating is to get to know someone and see if they're fit for a relationship or compatible and want to be in one with you. I have gone on Tinder because despite the 99% frogs, maybe there is that 1% non-frog there for me. And it's been interesting because I have not really had success in terms of conversion with Tinder. Objectives are misaligned and it just hasn't turned out the way I wanted it to. But I thought, all right, let's give it another shot this year. And I have to say... Since I've been using it primarily and solely, it's brought me a lot of experience in terms of different types of guys that are on there. I have been very grateful and, I guess, in a way, blessed, hashtag blessed, to come across guys that are at their core decent. I I suppose it comes, I haven't been emotionally scarred or abused, and I, I can't say that is the same for the rest of you know, humanity that uses this app, but it's been it's been okay for what it's worth. I don't think I've had utterly negative experiences. Have things worked out the way I wanted them to be? <laughs> Definitely not. But I suppose you just keep trying. One of my friends, a dear friend named Chantal, um, who I've I met through Live Journal, I like the the line she uses because she says that you only have to get it right once. And that's true. I I do believe it. And I guess I've just had a lot of wrongs or maybe a lot of false starts. And that's what January has been about for me. A lot of false starts. From dates that from the get-go, I was like, all right, I'm not really feeling this. I'm kind of lukewarm about it. That turned out to be surprising. And then ended up not very well. To dates where I was really into it and I was kind of jumping in my head, of course, all of this in my head, um, maybe three, four steps ahead and thinking, ooh, this could be good. And then, of course, that fizzling out. So it's run the gamut. And I'm proud to say that at least this year or this reset of Tinder, I know myself a little better. I am able to walk away from things faster and not get as hung up as I would have in the past. So that's, I guess, the win for January. Nothing's quite stuck just yet, but at least the baby steps are starting. But of course, being that it's January, I am still very eager and very energetic and just have a lot of drive and motivation to really do this head on. I'm not sure how I'll feel in February or if I'll still be as active or as proactive in this dating thing. 
I know that I tend to start strong and fizzle out quickly with all these ventures that I do. So I'm really trying to be a slow and steady wins the race kind of thing rather than all in, jump right in, an attitude of that sort. I'm still a little bit, I guess, jaded or a little... I'm trying to be hopeful. I think I still am hopeful and I think I am still a bit resilient given my very toddler level of dating experience. It's only been three years and I am definitely not one of the veterans. So that gives me hope that I still have a lot of elasticity, I guess, to take in a lot of crap from the eventual ghosting and God knows what else will I encounter. I hope it's all positive. I mean, it's all been fairly okay. Of course, not everything turns out well, but it's still been pretty good. So I hope that my threshold for starting out a new date, getting excited, wanting to get to know people, seeing a version of a story of myself that I want to present as genuinely as I can, I hope that I'm able to maintain that. Because I think that's one of the fears I have is that I just get tired. And sometimes I think about it and thinking about having to swipe and wait to message or message ahead or should I not message ahead? All of that in my head is just a little much. So I'm hoping that this easy breezy, happy attitude that I have in January can be sustained or at least until it finally works out, just like Chantal said. Speaking of Tinder, I actually installed uh, Tinder Gold, which is a paid subscription to Tinder. And I haven't really gotten the ROI I want to get with it. I don't know if this takes time. But the basic premise of Tinder Gold is that you get to see who likes you before um, you swipe right. That way you already know if someone liked you, if you swipe right on them, then it's an instant match. Which removes a bit of the fun of it, but also makes more efficient. I've come to find, though, that Tinder Gold would be useful if the pool of participants were people I would be more attracted to. Because as much as I can see who likes me, it's a very small percentage that would be like, that number one, I definitely like back. Or number two, I would consider swiping on because I knew they swiped me. But the rest of it, which is like the 95 to 99% of it, is just a hard swipe left. So I'm not sure if this is the city to be doing Tinder Gold. What I've been doing also, though, so I mean, let's see, right? I'm thinking of doing it for a month at least, let the subscription last for a month, but I'm not sure I'm willing to shell out X dollars per month if I'm just here. Not to knock Singapore because there are so many interesting folks that I have met and that kind of give me hope that, hey, there are interesting, decent, attractive people on there. Undergoldo has this option wherein you can change your location. So as I am in Singapore... 
I can change my location to like New York or London, or Berlin or Copenhagen, basically name it. So my new hobby has been to uh, change my location at night, right before I sleep, and wake up to a bevy of potential matches in a city I do not live in. Is this productive or is this actionable? Probably not. But it definitely works on whatever ego there is that goes into this. Because then you see like, hey, if I just live somewhere else, all these possible people to date. But that's been a fun boost for a couple nights. I can't say I'm still doing it because what is the point unless I am traveling to these places and I, I still don't know if that's happening. But that has been kind of fun. I've also tried and actually talked to some of these guys that I swiped right on who are not from Singapore. And it gave me, it made me feel a bit guilty because they would be like, so are you around? Are you in San Francisco? Are you in London? And I'd be like, oh, no, I'm not. Uh, and then I would explain that why I had changed my location or why I was there with absolutely no reason or no plans of traveling soon. So it felt a bit misleading and I felt guilty as much as it felt nice on the ego. It just didn't feel productive. Fun for a couple times, but probably not something I want the service for. So in the end, Tinder Gold, let's see how it all works out. The super like function, which I barely used on my free account, I use way too liberally now given I have way more of it. It must be an ego boost for the guys to see that a female has super liked them. I don't know, but I guess it's why not use it? I've already paid for it. Let's see. Let's see how this all turns out eventually. And now I'm going to segue to a conversation with my friend Malini, who is amazing and who I met through a, another friend of mine named Risa. And Malini and I were introduced maybe a year or so ago, but we lost touch. She'll say I'm to blame, but I think it was a mutual ships in the night. We reconnected late last year at a party held by our other friend, Annie. And it was super interesting to hear how we had similar experiences navigating this dating scene in Singapore. And I'm hoping she can join me regularly. And if not, then at least get her hot take on things because I trust her and I like hearing from her and I think it's worth having a conversation with her. So here and here. Hi everyone, I am here with my friend Malini. Hello! Yeah, so I, I talked about Malini in brief a while ago and I think I'm gonna introduce her again in front of her so she feels a little awkward. But Malini and I were introduced by my friend Risa and she has been an amazing source of 
knowledge and wisdom to me in this turbulent time. So I figured, why not have her on? She was very enthusiastic about the idea and has even brought a mic for me today. Yeah, so. Patty's overselling this. No, no, never. For whoever's listening. No, no, no. For my sister who's listening, yeah, I'm not overselling this. We're actually at a cafe for this outdoor vibes on a Saturday afternoon in the CBD. So it's a strange, empty-ish place. Yeah. And so yeah, clearly we are winging this, complete with bubbly drinks. So I invited Melanie on because I wanted to talk to her about, I guess, our 2018, our 2017, and maybe a little background on herself. So Melanie, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. And on that note, happy 2018, everyone, and cheers. Cheers. Um, with our Prosecco <laughs> <laughs> on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. So I think Patty's told you guys a bit about how we met. We met through a common friend, and we reconnected about a year after that, which is a bit sad given how awesome we both are. <laughs> but one of the most amazing things about Patty, and it's not an introduction of myself, it's actually at this point I've completely YOLO'd into like a whole other segment. <laughs> but, but one of the most amazing things about Patty is, um, is how willing she is to make you a part of this journey to find and keep love, you know? And in, in so many ways, I think people around us are so jaded nowadays, and uh, I'm one of them as well. I mean, no. I, I sit here, I mean, you're going to hear me talk, and you're going to be like, she's a grandma. <laughs> but but uh, Patty's doing something super inspiring, which is actually journaling or chronicling for you guys her search for love in this bizarre city that we live in. And I think a lot of what we're going to discuss as many times as we do is just sharing ideas, thoughts, experiences on this which may or may not work for you but at least you'll have an insight into our not so crazy lives. I like that you said we're grandmas because actually I should change the title to 30-ish going on like 90 because <laughs> we are, I admit, a self-proclaimed grandma but thank you. Thank you for the very kind words and for <laughs> Joining me, I guess I, I actually thought I was a bit jaded, but I suppose I'm not as jaded as the next person. Not you. I mean, like a rando on the <laughs> on street. the spectrum. I think you're like <laughs> you're like a fresh butterfly. I am. I am. I am. So I haven't, as I've told Malini, I haven't really been dating for very long. Maybe like three years now. Ooh, I am a toddler. But Malini, you have been dating for how long now? I started dating when I was 14, which is not something I recommend, <laughs> but, but uh, it's probably not that much quality experience over the few years, but definitely a couple of life lessons in this search for what works and what doesn't work for you. Nice, exactly. I mean, I think I can't imagine dating since I was 14. Number one, I think my mother would be aghast <laughs> if I started it, and I think I was too much of a goodie two shoes. I had my shower of rebellion, but I was, I guess, very scared of my parents to do anything that wasn't remotely academic. I think my school years were mostly focused on academics, and as sad as that sounds, it's just how it worked. So you're, you having started out at 14 and me at 27, I think it, it brings different perspectives into things. I think and that's where maybe my naivete comes from as well, and maybe that's why I'm not as... Maybe that's why I seem seem optimistic. I don't know. But yeah, I think it'll be an interesting mix. And uh, yeah, let's go pat ourselves in the back for this <laughs> thing that we haven't done yet. But I, I, I think we'd, we have a great, 
I, I'd like to think that based on our past conversations that we haven't recorded, I've always enjoyed it and I hope others enjoy it as well. Yeah, looking forward. All right. Looking forward to it. have uh, properly sort of introduced ourselves and I think as we go along these things we'll get each- we'll get to know each other more and others will get to know us more a lot more than they probably like but oh well they're listening I wanted to talk to you about your you told me you had a like a theme like a mantra of sorts <laughs> for the year and when you told me I was like hey that is a great that is a great mantra why don't you tell us a little bit about that sure but I think to talk about 2018, we first need to talk about 2017. Oh, that's true, that's yeah. true, that's true. Because 2018 is dramatically different uh-huh. than 2017. And that's because 2017 was the year of experimentation and getting to know yourself. And we were calibrating, if you remember, Patty, both of us yeah. were calibrating on a spectrum of what we like, what we don't like, mm-hmm. what our values are. And, and the calibration took a very multicultural turn, if you will. <laughs> I agree. It was, it was uh, testing the waters. It, of yeah. course, yeah. As, as a girl must. Uh, <laughs> with the limited opportunity available on this tiny island, uh, apart from cultures, we explored you know, professions and, and ways of life, interests, etc. And one can say perhaps that too much experimentation led to a lot of exhaustion as well by the end of the year. So 2017 ended on a very reflective note for me because it was a lot of learnings to process, but also this feeling that I I was done with that phase of life. You had a term for this, right? You called it the diversified portfolio. <laughs> I really like that too. Yeah. Well, the diversified portfolio is not for everybody. A lot of people might have some ethical, moral concerns with it, but I think it was probably the best thing that has happened to me since I began dating because as a lot of girls will resonate with what we tend to do is when we when we date we forget a little bit about what we wanted what we like uh, what we're about and we completely get consumed in this idea of uh, being with someone else and their needs their priorities their life plans sometimes tend to just take over what we wanted for ourselves and I realized just like any good financial portfolio it's important to hedge your risks and make a couple of calculated bets the best way to do that is probably if if you are the kind that gets too attached the best way to do that is probably date multiple people at once without getting too attached to any of them without getting too affected by the fact that they come and go or exhibits oftentimes very strange behaviors. The let yourself truly understand the limits of what you like, don't like, and want to see more for yourself in a long-term partner. So that was the Diversified Portfolio of 2017, a very calculated experiment on my part uh, with some very interesting results. No, I, I really, I, when you told me about this concept, I was enamored by it just because I don't think I've had the a I, I've never thought of it as a concept the way that I've approached dating was like the way I approached looking for a job I would prepare 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 really go into it full force on the first date or the first meeting or when you, you match on an app and then I would go to interviews or those dates and when things didn't pan out I would feel really crushed and 
I would apply it to a couple, just maybe like two or three jobs at a time, so two or three dates. But then I would just go serious right away. And I think that's why the diversified portfolio really interested me, was because it was more a sit back, relax kind of thing, see what the options are, not to take things way too seriously right away, which is the way I do everything. And so I really want to learn from that. And I think if I take a more, maybe a step back, and I'll pick your brain on this and how I can adapt the diversified portfolio to myself this year, I think it's something that I kind of want to try because I haven't really gone on that many dates and I haven't really, I have a bit, some people, but not, I don't think it's enough to really be able to figure out who I am, what I want. And I know that I should do that before I even start dating. I don't know, but I think it's like a parallel process. You had 2017 as your diversified portfolio and I'm thinking maybe a tweaked version of the diversified portfolios want to do in 2018 but we'll see yeah no that sounds that sounds wonderful because i think that the diversified portfolio is not a way to search for love someone once told me love is pain oh no and it's probably very true okay (laughs) to be willing to put yourself out there to be willing to sort of be hurt by that one person is probably the way you and there I have not much experience but it's probably the way you eventually find the love of your life but the diversified portfolio serves a different purpose it is to build confidence in your ability to know what you want what you like so that even that first assessment like you said the jobs that you apply for they're not coming from a place of desperation or misinformation but they're coming from a place of this is what I want for myself I know that these are the three I'm going after because this is what makes sense for me. And oftentimes we don't let ourselves, here in Asia at least, date enough to figure that out. What is it that we want for ourselves? I see you nodding. I'm going to... Yeah, no, I, I'm super... I'm in agreement. I am in so agreement. I, I don't know. I mean, I definitely am on the search for love. and But at the same time, I also want to try and get to know what... I want what is it that I value I kind of made a list and all that but it hasn't really been put into action yeah. you know it's different when you have a hypothetical thought of what you think you want and then when you put it into practice and concept works and application not the best so I don't know if the diversified portfolio is something I want to do long term maybe for a quarter this year <laughs> I'll try it out just to just to see how that works for me very interesting and I think there's a lot to be learned from that approach. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I went about eight weeks after which I, I decided it wasn't worth it, wasn't worth it, and I gotten the most out of it. And there are, like I said, there there are ethical, moral concerns to something like this. So it's very important to keep everyone informed that that you're doing this, so nobody feels misled or disappointed in in that. I mean, I mean, put yourself in their shoes. How would you feel? And it's also very purposeful in that the point of this is to not get too attached. So if you see signs of that happening, it's in a very good way, it's probably time to let the rest of the portfolio go and then focus on that one. In my experiment, I didn't find anybody that I, wanted to, um, that I wanted to pursue further with. But it's a very, this is, this is sort of for that initial, even pre-dating stage is what I'd call it, is when you use the portfolio where you suss out candidates 
for even a casual dating experience. So it, it comes even before that. No, definitely. That I think that's a great pre-dating. <laughs> and I think, yeah, yeah for sure. I'll, I'll keep you posted on how that progresses in the next coming weeks. If it took you eight weeks, I'll probably give up in four. No. So maybe next month I'll be I'll be over and done with. I think I want to get more into that next month or next two weeks. I'm months, excited. Months when I try I... it out because I feel like there aren't that many choices to go through for it to be that diversified. At least, I don't, it's a contradiction, I feel. Sometimes I feel like there's no one, but also when you see, there's a lot of people. You just, <laughs> there are just no avenues to meet all of them or get introduced. So yeah, yeah. I guess I'll outline that for a future, for future talk. So that was Diversified Portfolio in 2017, and with the uh, the insights and the learning that you got in the end of the year, with the introspection that you mentioned, you have quite a different approach in 2018, which I also applaud. <laughs> yeah, so, so 2017 was, um, as you said, insightful, but it was also exhausting. And I think the break in December did me real, real good to take some of this back and say, 2018 is a more measured year in this dimension. A large part of that is because I ideally do want to get a lot of other things done this year and I don't want at any point probably to expose myself to the kind of variability that true love, the true pain brings to you. <laughs> but uh, I've decided that 2018 is the year which in all sense is declared my body is a temple. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I like it. So nothing that is unhealthy in any form goes into my body, and that includes men, food, alcohol. Everything is top quality this year. Now, I have to tell you a funny story, though. I think every girl that I told this to immediately resonated with it and uh, was able to have that refined conversation around it that I was expecting. And then I told one guy about this, and he interpreted it so differently. He was like, oh, your body's a temple. Does that mean a lot of people can go to pray? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so this is did. a restricted temple. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a VIP-only temple. VIP-only, lots of pre-screening qualifications and so, all that good stuff. But, but, you know, this is, again, to say, like, gender differences. They go so beyond the obvious. <laughs> Yeah, oh a very casual statement can be perceived very differently. Yeah, so let's be clear. This is an exclusive VIP Oscars red carpet, red cordoned off, you know, <laughs> green room level of temple, excuse me, just to clarify that. And I, I found it super fascinating and very refreshing to hear that kind of self-love and self-care. I, I realize we don't do enough of that. We don't treat ourselves very well and... At least when I've reflected the very little reflection that I've done, because I don't like doing it. But when I look back, I realize that I wasn't very kind to myself. I was very accommodating to others. But what I wanted, maybe because I didn't know what it was, I didn't do. So this my body, the temple, is putting yourself and your needs and your wants and just being kinder to yourself. And I super applaud that. I mean, I think there are people who are just a lot better at saying... I'm not ready for this or I don't think I'm comfortable with this or I don't believe that this is the right fit for me and that's I would say in statistics we call it like a type A error right <laughs> it's 
the ability to let something go even if it was good for you just because you're not sure right now that it, it would be good for you the type B error is the opposite one where you indulge in something thinking that it might be the one for you and end up with the outcome being that it was actually terribly wrong oh man uh, and that's really what we're trying to avoid here I think more type A yeah I mean we'd, we'd love a type I think type A would be a, a difficult decision in a sense that oh I I want this it's good but I don't I'm not sure that, and I don't think I've had that many type A choices let's be honest but I think I've definitely not done very well on the type B choices and I know that every time I message you you're just like cut it cut it off and I'm Man, like it's easier to say it to someone else it's, it's true, really uh, hard to put it in practice no no, no I, I agree I agree completely I've said it as well I we, you sent me that meme about practicing what you preach and <laughs> it, it is very difficult it's so easy to be that supportive friend who's cheering you on because you can see it that your friend is so much better than they think they are so I think like type B let's try to lessen the type B errors this year and I guess hopefully not too many type A's but I mean that's the better the lesser of two evils I said well I'm learning so much about statistics and about <laughs> finance hedge funds oh I'm gonna have to go back and check this one because I feel like I said it and I, I know I, I don't know what the difference it's I don't know it's type one type two or type A type B but there's we'll, we'll edit it out yeah, if it's wrong <laughs> don't worry don't worry we'll, we'll sound smart in the finished product <laughs> you know but yeah, I think I mean cheers to our bodies being temples and as we drink this uh, wonderful I hope top class Prosecco I don't think so for the price but good enough for a Saturday afternoon I, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing more about the outcomes and the experiences you're having this year given the my body's a temple mantra yeah let's see how long that lasts so far <laughs> it's uh, 27 days into the new year I like it the resolution has not been broken I'm counting this Prosecco as top quality this is so. top quality Prosecco <laughs> only the best now. so there might be a filtering error here but <laughs> Apart from that, we're doing great. That's uh, that's really good. That's good. Cheers to that. I wanted to thank Melanie for joining me on this maiden voyage. We actually had a bit more of conversation regarding recovery time and how my January had me flexing that memory muscle of just being able to get over things a lot faster in terms of the guys that I went out with in January. Unfortunately, there was a dragon dance outside and we were recording outside and so we paused the recording and resumed recording but apparently the last part was not recorded anymore so that will have to be lost to the ether. I also want to... I guess, correct ourselves, we, Melanie and I discussed type A, type B errors from statistics, and after Googling it, we realized that it was a type 1 and type 2 error. Similar, but yeah, I guess, just so we don't get called out for it, should anyone decide to call us out. I hope this wasn't too much of a bummer for anyone. I hope it sounds more fun. I did have fun recording it, and I hope you had fun listening to it as well. And that's it, I guess, for the first episode of 30-ish going on 13. Again, I want to thank Malani for joining me, my brother for the jingle, and my sister for the cover art, and just everyone who stuck around till the outro. We've been speaking for almost 40 minutes now. 
and I appreciate you hanging in there. I hope to see you guys again, meaning I do something again, but that's still up in the air. Have a good rest of your day.